Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are back here for Bases Loaded on IE Sports Radio. Um, it's only me, Buck, and Chris here today. Uh, Blake had to play mom tonight, so Blake cannot be on the show. That was a little shout-out to Blake because I think Blake's going to end up uh, listening or watching this later. So just a little shout-out to our boy, Blake. Have fun being mom tonight. Um, how's it going, Chris? You know, it's been better. I uh, I feel like I feel like we're in a time warp, and this is 2010 all over again. When my beloved Padres lost 10 games in late August, uh, which seven of those I was there in person. I went to four at Arizona and then three at Petco, but so I brought the blue back out tonight because it, it it feels like old school Padre baseball. But uh, I mean, we are hanging on by a thread right now to that wild card spot, and it's uh, it's it's why I said I think it was the last time we did a show, which feels like weeks ago, when you were talking about the wild card being locked up and everything, and I was like, no, 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 it's not now. Let's, let's not go there. And I mean, clearly things have not gone our way, and uh, it, it's definitely going to be a chase right now. There is now three teams chasing us within five games. One of those, the Phillies, will actually be facing this weekend, so it, that will be a very interesting matchup. But uh, Ooh, by yeah. the way. Just got swept by the Diamondbacks. I was going to say, man, you got to be feeling really good right now. Your Arizona Diamondbacks have actually looked really good the last week or so, and it, it seems like they're they're playing good ball right now. Yeah, uh, there was a poll on Twitter for, for, one, for the main sports talk of radio here asking, do you want the Diamondbacks to win or lose for that number one draft pick? And I did a quote tweet. I'm like, if you voted yes for them to lose, you're what's wrong with sports. The, if you're rooting for your team to lose, you're not a fan. I'm sorry. It's I, I feel like tanking is always an interesting conversation, especially when it comes to baseball, because in other sports, tanking does give you immediate results. When you look at the, like the NBA, the NHL. Uh, and, baseball and, and does not. Baseball it doesn't. Does. These guys spend so much time in development. It, it takes like three or four years to really see that yeah. come to fruition. So it's, it's very interesting. But yeah, going back to the Padres and just talking about the wild card, it's just it's been injuries galore and it's insane. I mean, we're basically down to two starting pitchers right now with Snell and Musgrove being the only guys healthy right now. We've seen a lot of guys just get hit by the injury bug and the timing with it happening right after the trade deadline has just been brutal. We bring up Jake Arrieta, give him a chance. He gives up five runs in three and three and a thirds innings gets pulled because of an injury. Matt Strom, who we were hoping was going to be a guy that could help us in the, out of the bullpen late, especially down the stretch in the season comes up hurt we don't know what the situation is with that right now but it's uh it's gonna be a very interesting 40 games or so down the stretch because there is a lot to play for and uh i mean you are still playing for a one game playoff and anything can happen from there but it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens i know um i believe we are bringing up a pitcher from double a who is a knuckleball pitcher and that's basically where we are probably gonna start on sunday so that that should be interesting but uh yeah man it's just the bats have fallen apart and the pitching just is not there right now. And it's just, it's just a perfect storm right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised when the Padres took three or four from them last weekend, the one game they don't Tatis comes back starts in right field, by the way, which I still find very interesting. Um, I get why Jake, yeah. Jake has played really well at shortstop in his absence. Yeah, and the one thing you can say is when it comes to positions where we struggled all year, you can immediately point to the outfield. Mm-hmm. You've had Will Myers, who has been struggling. Grisham was injured a lot of the season, has been kind of up and down there. We were putting guys like Jerry Profile. We were putting Adam Frazier out there. So I think transitioning to the outfield is not the worst thing. 
he's got so much speed out there. There was one play in Colorado where there was a fly ball to down the right field line, and you could see he misplayed it for a second, but he's so fast. He was able to catch up and make He's so athletic that he, if he takes thing, a bad route, if, if he takes a bad route to the ball, he's so athletic, he can make up for it. Exactly. And and the one thing is like in the outfield, he's not going to see as many balls over a game. So he's not going to, to have that much wear and tear on his body. I joked the first day he played, I was like, he must be bored as hell out there because he hasn't seen any action in the outfield. Like it took like five it's innings possible. for a fly ball to go to for him. In the outfield, you could not move at all. You could literally stay within like a little 10 feet uh, radius the entire game and never have a ball hit your way. That's why jokingly they always stick guys in the outfield that they know can they can they can they can get away with putting dudes in the corner outfield as long as yeah. you got a decent center fielder. But I mean, you know, the kid's amazing. He's still he's still batting, he's still putting up amazing numbers. And yeah. I mean it, it's the fact it's that he's inter- first in homers and he's missed what like 40 games. I mean, I mean, you can't make an argument like at this point, yeah, if the Reds make the the playoffs, you can talk Votto, but he's gotta be the shoe in for an L MVP at this point. I mean, there, there's a lot of cases you can make, but just the pure numbers that guy has put up in the games he's missed, it's just unreal right now. But uh, but I, I do know I, I do have something to address, and I, I know I said it many a times. I said we'll know where the Giants are on August second. August second has come and way past and long. And we know what they are. They're the best they're, team they're, in baseball. They are twelve games up right now. They are uh, they are in control in the West. I think they're three up on the Dodgers right now. So September will be interesting for them to see if they can keep that hold on them. But I mean, the Chris Bryant deal was a huge deal for them. Obviously, that was a big the only move they really made too. They only really. They traded for Tony Watson, but they had him last year. So that wasn't yeah. that big a move, but the Chris Bryant move was huge. It, it definitely was. And I mean, the, the team is just, it's, it's Giants duffel magic, which we always joke about is they, they just find ways to win. And you watch some of the games they've won and it's just, it's unreal. I mean, credit to them. You, you have to win baseball games and plays have to go your way. It, it, the breaks are going their way, but they're also doing what they can when it comes to pitching and when it comes to hitting. I mean, Evan Longoria has come back, and it looks like he's starting to play really strong again. So that's just another bat that they have. Brandon Crawford's had an amazing season. I mean, and Buster Posey. I mean, Buster Posey's turned back time, really, and he's had a spectacular season, too. So, I mean, nothing but credits to the Giants. I mean, we see them, I think, 10 times in the last two and a half weeks in the season, give or take. So there's going to be some opportunities there to make up some games. but And we do end the season against them. Very similar to 2010 when we ended the season against them. So, uh, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of interesting storylines to watch in September in the NL West and in the NL in general. I mean, you look at the East, things are kind of closing up. You've got three teams within four and a half games of each other. I mean, the Central's basically wrapped up. But other than that, there, there's a lot that can happen in the NL down the stretch of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the Padres are only one game up on the Reds for that second wild card spot. They're, they're nine games back of the Dodgers. And Dodgers, yeah. like you said, are three games back of the Giants. So, well, and I mean, Dodgers you, are still playing for that uh, division title again. No, and I, and I, I, I mean, it, it looks like the, they can catch them. I mean, the Dodgers have been playing out of their mind. It seems like everything's clicking for them. A guy like Trey Turner has been a huge spark plug for them. Scherzer's been that awesome slide was so slick. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And it's, it's like with the Padres, you look, it's in their last 10 games, they're three and seven. That's not going to get it done, especially when you've played the likes of Arizona, Colorado, and the Mi- and the Marlins. Those are the three teams they played, and they've completely struggled. And it's like this stretch, they had to win these games, and they have not. And they're, they can only blame themselves for the position they're in right now. 
it's just it's tough man it's like at this point you don't know what else to say this team is kind of cursed with injuries and bad luck i mean a lot of hard hit balls have just been hit right to right to defensive players there's been a lot of double ups on that kind of stuff but i mean you just you got to shake it off and you got 40 something games to go on a run and and make yourself make get put yourself in a position to be in the playoffs and also potentially make some noise in the playoffs so so we'll see what they do and i I do think there's going to be some changes regardless of what happens. I think Larry Rothschild, he has shown that he's not the guy when it comes to a pitching coach for the Padres. You look at all the issues they've had with their starting pitchers, the struggling of Blake Snell, the injuries galore, all of this. Like, I, I feel like that all points to Larry Rothschild, and I would be shocked if he's with the team next year. And, I mean, if the team collapses, you can make a case that maybe Jay Stingler's not on this team either next year. So it will be very interesting to see what happens. I know – I did see right before we started that uh, Mackenzie Gore was starting in the Arizona League for the Padres tonight. So he is on a mound. He is throwing. I know we got through two innings uh, unscathed right now, which is a good sign. So he's been MIA for about a month right now. So the fact he's actually pitching in front of people is a pretty good sign. And I, I have a feeling, I mean, at this point, you've got no other options. I, I feel like we will see him in a Padres uniform on the Major League team in the next two weeks. Yeah, I mean they need to they need to do something. That starting pitching has been their Achilles heel of late. Um, it's really hard to win games when you're down three, four, nothing after just a couple innings. It yeah. asks it asks a lot of your offense. It does, so, and I mean, unfortunately, offense has not been doing it, and it's it's been it's been painful to watch. I mean, getting no hit, you watch that getting no hit by the Diamondbacks with the guy making his first MLB start. It's just. The stuff like that just cannot happen if you're trying to be a World Series contender. Nope. Yeah, uh, you need to beat those teams. You need to beat those teams that are 50 games under 500. Yeah. And you lost three of four to them. Um, so that that wasn't a good look. Lost, and then you lost three straight to the Rockies in Colorado. Um, there, I think there was one game. There, I was watching one. They were down five two, and Trent uh, Grisham hit a three run homer in in the ninth. But then they gave up a run in, in the bottom of the ninth. I feel like I'm getting very back to my blue Padre fandom because the second Grisham hit that home run, I saw it. I was like, oh, well, if we don't take the lead here, we're losing it in the bottom of the ninth. And sure enough, Daniel Hudson came in, served up a meat piss, and it was it was game over. I think I don't even think they got out that top inning. I think it was the first battery face win yard. So. So it's tough times here, but you know, I I I still believe in this team. I I think they will do enough to hold on to that second wild card spot, but the the bats are going to have to wake up. That that is what's yes. going to have to absolutely happen. So uh the NL East has looked very, very different. The Mets have become the Mets. The Mets are the Mets until they're not the Mets. Yeah. And they're being the Mets right now. And, and I mean, when we talk about the NL East, the one thing you've got to give credit to is, is the Atlanta Braves. I mean, losing Acuna, all the bad luck they had in the first half of the season. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10 and won six in a row. Like, mm-hmm. the Braves are doing what they need to. They made some fantastic deals at the trade deadline to get to get all those outfielders to kind of play, to, to plug in the pieces, to lose a guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. And, uh, I mean, they're showing out right now, and you've got to give credit to them. I mean, even the Phillies, we, we talked about them going into the break, how we thought they were going to be a team that could make a deep run, and uh, they, they've got the talent, and they're showing it right now. I'm actually I'm going to be at the ball yard tomorrow, so I'll get a chance to see them in person. I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of the Phillies this year, so it'll be great to great to see that team. But, uh, I mean, they've played very well as well, uh, especially the last month or so, and they put themselves in a position. But, yeah, who would have thought three weeks ago we'd be talking the Mets would be in third place? 
Yeah, they were. And then rumor is it uh, Jacob DeGrom might be um, put down for a little bit for a couple weeks there. So that I mean, I mean, and that's a tough thing for him. I mean, he's he's dealt with some injuries throughout the season. I mean, yeah, at this point, it's it's kind of hard to see him coming back this year. We'll we'll see what happens and where they are in their playoff race and if it's worth the risk. But you've also got to think long term if this is really worth it this year. So, I mean, the Mets obviously they have a lot of talent, so that they're not going anywhere the next year yeah. or two. But I mean, you've got to really consider that when you're when you're talking about bringing Degrom back in September. Yeah, if there is something to describe the 2021 Major League Baseball season, it's injury bug. Every team has been hit with the injury. Like like the Mets for a good portion of the season had a good a good amount of their starting lineup that was injured. Um, I believe Lindor's out. Uh, Javi Baez is out. So yeah, it's it's hard to do anything when your major talent is injured, but that's a part of sports. You, like you just have to be able to adapt. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was a storyline we talked about going into the season all throughout the fact that we were going from that 60 game season to 162. We knew there was going to be injuries. These guys, these guys haven't played 162 games in basically two years. So it's like, yeah, they're, they're professional athletes and their bodies are set for that, but still the wear and tear is going to get to you, especially when you have that much time in between. So on the pitchers, I mean, I think we've seen it throughout the year. The pitchers have, dealt with it the most and it's not shocking in any way shape or form so yeah the Mets need to get their uh, shit together um, if they want to win a division or else the Braves might run away with it yeah well and speaking of getting your crap together we can talk about the AL East and we can talk about the Boston Red Sox so Boston is doing what we thought San Francisco would do with some exactly come back down to earth come back down to earth Oh, they crashed down under the earth. They are cratered right now. But uh, but no, I wish Blake was here because I'd love to hear his thought on the Yankees like going on a tear and being in a playoff spot because <laughs> they've won seven in a row. They, I mean, they they are playing very good baseball right now. And I mean, you look at what's happened at the trade deadline. They were a team that people were kind of shocked that they made as many moves as they did. And you can see how much is paying off for them. I mean, Gallo, Gallo really hasn't been that guy, but Rizzo, Rizzo. was a huge pickup. Yeah, Rizzo was a monster pickup. Yeah, he definitely was. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, they're only a half game up uh, on uh, Boston, so it's not like they're up by a lot. But um, actually, no, I misspoke. They're one and a half up. They're, yeah, they're only- half up on Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. yeah. So yeah, we'll it was see. about a, it was about a three week span where the, the Red Sox went from first place in control of their own destiny to being out of the playoff spot. I mean, it's yeah. it's the thing about baseball. Two weeks can really generate your entire season, and that's what's so worrisome about my Padres as well. The fact that they've been on this losing streak, they, they've just been spiraling downhill right now, and it's like these stretches are what can make or break you during the, during the season, especially in late August. Yeah, um, I think Boston needs to get their shit to Because if they're not careful, Seattle is only three games back of Oakland. Um, they're Seattle's eight and 10 in their last 10. I mean, um, eight and two, they're yeah. eight and two in their last 10. So they're right there. Toronto's not too far behind Boston either. There are only four games back. So yeah, in both leagues, really the wild card is, is still up for grabs that second spot. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's going to make for some very, very entertaining baseball in September because because there are really, I mean, outside of the uh, the NL Central, 
and the, the AL and the NL Central, outside of those two divisions, yeah. everything's still kind of up in the air right now, and nothing's really for certain at this point. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see how things kind of uh, transpire down the stretch. Yeah, Tampa is just leaps. Like, Tampa is the team to beat in the American League. It's, and I mean, a team like that, you just credit to their front office, credit to their coaching staff, credit just top to bottom, because they continue to just win. And it, it, it is it is amazing how they continue to do that, especially when they're constantly swapping guys in and out, trades galore, but they just find ways to put guys in the right places and put them put them in a place where they can succeed and they continue to do that. So, yeah. I mean, you know, who would have thought, who would have thought that Tampa 10 years ago, that Tampa Bay Delores would be one of the, 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 the most consistent teams in baseball, which they've come to come to show those fears. They just have, you're like, who? I mean, they got Nelson Cruz. So you, so you really can't say that. Like they do have that big bat boomstick Nelson Cruz. So um, he, he, he's done pretty well for him too. Um, he's been a solid pickup for them. Um, so yeah, I, unless Tampa has a collapse like Boston, I think Tampa will be the number one seed. But again, we have what, like six weeks left in the season? Five? Yeah. Like five or six weeks. It's kind of crazy to think we're that close to the end of the season. I feel like, I feel like it just started and you know, the season just goes so fast. It's just, yeah, we're, we're in the home stretch now. Yeah, I think the Padres, the division, I think they're, what, 12 back of San Francisco. So I think the division, it's not entirely wrapped up, but San Francisco would have to straight collapse. And so would the Dodgers because they're nine nine back of the Dodgers. So I think just focus on getting in. Just get in the tournament. And and it's it's scary if you look at if you look at the Padres schedule in September they 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 finish off a series against the Diamondbacks then they have the Astros the Angels the Dodgers the Giants the Cardinals the Giants the Braves the Dodgers the Giants it is an absolutely brutal schedule so if they make the playoffs it's because they came through in September so yeah uh, yeah, I mean I mean it's it's all in in September to be honest so it's it's going to be very interesting yeah. I mean, basically, their playoffs start September first. Based on that I, schedule, I, honestly, with the way they played these, these this last road road trip, their playoffs start right now. Yeah, like they they need to get their shit together if they yes. want to make the playoffs there. And I feel like I when you have personalities like Manny Machado in your clubhouse, I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get he he's gonna get on his uh, teammates there. To get their shit together. Yeah. Um, because for some weird reason, a lot of people think Manny Machado is lazy and not a good leader. That is not what I see. Yeah. No, and it's 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 still it's it still shocks me that the narrative is still there. Like, especially watching him in San Diego the last few years. Like, yeah, he might he might have he might have had some issues in LA, but you know, it is what it is. He's shown he has not shown that here in San Diego. And no. he has shown he's all about this team, he's all about this city, he's all about his teammates. He's he's a true he's a true he's a true leader on this team, and I, I think the biggest thing for the Padres is Tatis. If he can stay healthy, anything can happen, because the kid shows that he is a legitimate bona fide superstar. And yeah, when he, he is. is healthy, he makes a difference in games. There is no argument that anyone can make about that. Yeah, um, let's talk about the outing that Shohei Ohtani had last night. That was impressive. 40 home runs and a sub-3 ERA, right? 
It's ridiculous. It's and it's like it's like I mean I feel like it's just rinse repeat on the show like so often. We just every time we come on, I feel like we have to say something about Shohei Otani because what he is doing this year. How does he not get AL MVP? I mean, at this point, it's got to be unanimous. I mean, I mean, the only reason no is because he's on the Angels, and once again, it's a team filled. It's a team with a superstar carrying them on their back, where they're still nine games at what nine, ten games out of the West, ten. So they're 10 games out. So it's like, you know, but yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And I'm actually going to try to make a point here in September and see if I can't sneak up to Anaheim at some point and go watch Shohei pitch because, I mean, so I just he's, he's special. Yeah. This year he is having an absolutely special year, and what he's doing we haven't seen in God knows how long. So it's it's just kind of crazy to see this happening right now. So Yeah. I I So I saw a stat that he's slugging 648. If he were to give up basically one home run every start, he would finish with like a 642. Um, as a pitcher, he, his slugging against would be 642. It's unreal. He's unreal. Yeah. This is the player that the Angels hope they get, what, three years ago? So yeah. What happened? He's healthy. He's on the field. He plays. He's simply just amazing to watch. Um, well, and, and I think I think the the most just like the thing that hurts the most, especially because, like, you know, like I've always been in like the Angels have always been like a second team to me. I yeah. lived in Orange County for so long. I spent a lot of time up there. The fact that he's doing this while Trout is still injured, it's just it's brutal. It's just like yeah. it, it feels like that team truly cannot catch a break. And it's like imagine Shohei winning the MVP now and you've got Shohei and Trout on the same team and they still continue to not make the playoffs. Like it just blows your mind. So. I just want to see that team fully healthy, and I want to see those two guys in the lineup next to each other, and just see the kind of stupid numbers they can put up as, as teammates. Because it's it's going to rival anyone. I mean, they're only seven and a half back of the second wild card. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I looking, I noticed the uh, Padres have a weird two game series against the Angels next weekend. So they play on Friday and Saturday, but there's an off day on Sunday. It's odd. So let's hope that Shohei pitches one of those games, and I might have to I might have to take a trip up to five and go check them out. Yeah, I definitely. Would be, would be great to watch. Uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen Tatis play I think twice. Simply amazing. He is. But the thing is, he plays in the outfield now, so you don't get to see him probably make as many spectacular plays as he would at shortstop. You know what? With the shoulder thing right now, until he gets that fixed, I'm okay with him not trying to make spectacular plays right now because we don't need him getting injured diving after I'm sorry. Or something like that, that at this point. That double jump he had a couple months ago is is one of my favorite plays of all year. He jumps and then he's still in the air and he lifts him. It's like he's he was on a a box and jumped a second time. Like it was. Yeah, it's 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 he's he's a video game. He, he's a legit video game, and it's kind of funny. You joke about like if he can stay healthy and a potential. If he becomes a Hall of Famer, you know, down the road, you think he's already got like a five minute highlight reel <laughs> this short into his career. Like, dude's going to have like an hour long highlight video by the time it's all said and done. Like, it's, he's just he's just a cheat code. He's so much fun to watch. And yeah. I mean, baseball needs him in the playoffs because I feel like he is a player, especially especially now a player that the, the league can rally around and really, really make a national name. Yeah, so um I know that a lot of people threw out Bryce Harper also for MVP just based on what the Phillies have. The Phillies 
as of like a couple of weeks ago, had overtaken the Mets for first place. But now the Braves are in first place by four games. Um, Phillies just lost three straight to the Diamondbacks, so suck on that, Phillies. Um, Mad Bum has been on a tear since he came off the IL. His last seven starts, he's given up a total of 10 earned runs. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean, that that's a guy who we all just basically wrote off a while ago. And yeah, he is, he is just playing very good baseball right now and yeah i mean he's at least at least he's not taking money and it's not it's no big deal like he's 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 putting together quality starts i mean he's putting himself in a position where the diamondbacks are looking to make moves in the offseason some team might actually trade value take a flyer on him at this point yeah he's just he's just boosting up his trade value which is great to see i thought i i thought he might have been traded at the trade deadline because he was pitching well up into the uh, trade deadline as well He's only had, I think, three starts since the trading deadline, so he was still pitching extremely well. Um, but I think it's that contract. Yeah, I think I think at this point he really wasn't. You know, it was one of those things where he had a short window where he put together some solid starts. But I mean, I don't think any team was really willing to risk uh, taking on that taking on that contract in a couple of years without seeing a full season or at least more than more than a month or two of action. Oh, so yeah. It, it also depends on what they could have asked for. I mean, you know, that that's a question as well. But I just don't think he was in a position where some team was gonna give up enough to pull to pull him out of there. Yeah. Uh so in last night's game, uh Caleb Smith was pitching. He comes out after the bottom of the seventh, and uh he did the the you know how they do the checks with the relief pitches out after they pitch. He gets ejected for a substance. Um, so they, and, um, I haven't heard anything since, but in the post, in the post game interview, he said it, he literally said it's bullshit. I didn't put anything on my glove. Um, so I'm interested to see in the next few days after they send it to major league baseball, um, does anything come back from it? Um, because I think, I don't think they officially have suspended him yet. I think it's going to be based on what they find when Major League Baseball investigates uh, the glove. Because I think it was more of they th- the umpires thought maybe. And the umpires are judge, jury, and executioner with this whole inspection thing. If they even suspect just a little bit, they don't need proof. They just, nope, you're out. Um, I mean, speaking of pitchers getting ejected last night, we could talk about Lance Lynn too, and him throwing his belt and getting ejected. That was that was quite interesting as well. Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, Lance Lynn is a character, first of all. Yeah, no, he is. But you know, I mean, just uh, the, the one thing that's happened this year too that's been extremely frustrating is, is the Umps. The Umps show has been just absolutely <laughs> this year, and there has been so many absolutely terrible calls at this point. Like just watching them overall, their Umps scorecard. Um, you know, it's, it's, you go, I think, what is it? Ump cards or ump scorecards or something like that on Twitter that you can go and actually see the scores. And there has been some absolutely atrocious scores. Do you want to eat this? Yeah. Ump scorecards. Let me see if I can find this. Yeah, no, it's a great Twitter follow. Like I can't remember the exact uh, handle and I probably should have pulled that up. Uh, Yeah. It's just at ump scorecards. Yeah, and it's it's like you can go through and actually see, and it's like it, it's pretty interesting. But I mean, you rarely see guys that are above ninety five percent when it comes to their actual like correct calls and stuff like that. And yeah. It's disgusting. I mean, Major League Baseball has to do something about this because the one thing is, there's. I mean, I've seen it personally with the Padres. I know it's happened with other teams too, where the emotions have gotten in the way, and 
the umps get pissed and you can tell they're making calls based emotionally. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. not how this game should be called. I mean, we should have robot umpires at this point. There, there's no rhyme or reason against it. Like at this point, I'm like, not against it. I'm not against it. Yeah. And it's like, those guys can be back there to, you know, make judge like other calls when, whether it's check swing, stuff like that. But yeah, there, there's no need for these guys, especially most of them are older. It's you can the, question, you can question how good their vision is at this point, the, the speed of the, the game at this point. Yeah. It's the balls and strikes that really start to frustrate. Everything else that the umpire does, I feel like they're doing pretty good. Like uh, plays at first, most of the time they get it right. Every now and then they'll get it wrong. Um, plays at home plate, usually they get right um, on throws there. But it's the balls and strikes where they're so up and down and inconsistent. You're like, it's outside. Stop like. I feel like they would do better if they were in center field and not behind home plate. I feel like they, they be able to see it better. And I think one thing that has made it so much worse is us. The fans can see these K zones. And when we see where the ball crosses home plate. And so we at home see it. And we're like, that is obviously a ball. That is obviously a strike. And, well, and, and I, I do think that's one thing that's truly changed in the game is the broadcast and presentation. And I, I feel like that cave zone has really hurt umps, but that also makes you believe that the game has always been like this. The, you know, the strike zone has always been circumstantial and I don't know if it's been this bad forever, but it surely feels like that. And the umps have just, you know, there, there was, there wasn't any holding their feet to the fire. And at this point we have the technology, we can hold their feet to the fire. So yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because it's definitely had an impact on baseball this year, and, and you, we, we can all see it. So, Yeah, unfortunately, people say, oh, human error is a part of the game. I'd rather they get the right call. So bring me my robot umps. Yeah. Bring me my robot umps. Um, any parting thoughts for today, Chris? No, I mean, you know, it's 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 been a tough week. I'm not going to lie. Watching, <laughs> watching baseball has been painful. It's brought back some memories of some Padre teams. Welcome to my life that were not all great. season. It, yeah, did, I, know. Did. I felt like a Diamondbacks fan this weekend. But, uh, but I mean, you know, we can write the ship here against the Phillies. We've, we, we basically control our own destiny, September with that brutal schedule that we have. You so, really do. Uh, it's it's it got to get healthy. Got to get some pitching back, and hopefully the bats somehow wake up. And you know, hopefully we're playing baseball in late into October. But at this I point, think... the NL West has shown it is the best division in baseball at oh, the yeah. top. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a dogfight, that's for sure. Um, I think if they go five hundred, they're out. I think if they go five hundred yeah. with that schedule, they're out. They have to probably five or six games over 500 for that stretch in September. I think that they're in, they go 500 because based on how Cincinnati has been playing, if the Padres go 500 during that stretch, since he's going to overtake them. I mean, yeah. since he's well, going to I, I, I don't, I don't know the, by I, LA, but yeah. And I don't remember the exact, uh, when per- or the percentages left schedule, like when they're the schedule against yeah. the, the winning teams, but the Reds have by far an easier schedule. And the Padres, yeah. I think, have one of the toughest left in baseball. So, yeah, I mean, it's put up or shut up time. And it's like this, this team was built. And, I mean, I remember 2010 very well. I remember the pain of winning 90 games and not making the playoffs. I flew up to San Francisco for that last game of the season to watch them that. lose 3-1 to the, to the Giants. Jonathan Sanchez pitched well, and that was a pain that stuck with me forever. But if, if they collapse this year and miss the playoffs, it's going to be a thousand times worse than 2010. There's no argument there. 
Yeah, because they're way more talented this year than, exactly. than they were in exactly. 2010. They had a su- it was World Series or bust this year with the talent on the roster, with that pitching staff. You're like they should do like they should compete for the NL West division. And then yeah, the- but but you say or bust like the one positive about this is the core is still very young. There's still guys like C.J. Abrams who probably will get a look in the ML- MLB next year. They've got they've got talent, so it's not like the team's going anywhere in the next three or four years. Yeah, but this this truly is the beginning of the window, and I, I feel like it would be a massive letdown, a massive setback if they don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I think they really need to. Uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow me here on Twitter at BrandonBuck88. Follow Chris over there at SportsBrain. Um, we tweet all. We, we're always tweeting about baseball and sports. So we appreciate everyone for tuning in today. Uh, I'm not sure what day next week will be. So stay tuned. We'll TV. Talk to you later. <laughs>